Hello and welcome to the European People's Podcast for this EPP Explainer episode. My name is Alexander Henman. The topic of this episode is the European Commission, following on from last week's episode on the European Parliament. The Commission is one of the seven main EU institutions, and the role for each institution is set out in the treaties. This is an overview of what it is, what it does, what it can do, and how it is structured. So, what is the role of the European Commission? Founded in 1958, the European Commission is executive in function and politically independent. La signification de l'Europe n'est pas qu'économique. Elle est aussi économique. Mais elle est aussi, et elle le sera de plus en plus, sociale. This means it is responsible for governance, drawing up proposals for new European legislation, implementing decisions of the Parliament and the Council. The Commission's role is also to propose and implement the EU budget, manage EU funding programmes and support international development and deliver aid. We can further simplify the role of the Commission into four main categories. 1. Legislation. The Commission makes proposals for laws which then go to the Parliament and the Council for approval. It is the Commission's role to initiate law. 2. Policy. The Commission manages policies as the executive arm of the EU. 3. Upholding EU law. It is the Commission that takes action against states or businesses that fail to adhere or comply with EU law. 4. Representation. The Commission represents the European Union when negotiating with countries or other organisations. So, how is the European Commission structured? It is made up of 27 commissioners led by the European Commission President for a five-year term. There is one commissioner from each member state. Just as the Commission represents the European Union, the commissioners do not represent their countries at this level. They work for the interest of all Europeans, representing the Union and working in their specific policy area. The structure of the institution with the Commission President and the Commissioners is similar to that of a national government, with a head of state and cabinet ministers, each responsible for a different government ministry or department, staffed by civil servants. The College of Commissioners is made up of the European Commission President as well as eight Vice Presidents, which includes three Executive Vice Presidents and the High Representative of the Union for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy. This person is a Vice President as well as Head of the European External Action Service and 18 European Commissioners. Each Commissioner has a policy area or portfolio allocated to them by the President. The President can change these responsibilities if deemed necessary during a term. Each Commissioner appoints a Cabinet of their own choice. Apart from the Cabinets, the staff of the Commission are organised into specialist departments called Directorates General, also known as DGs. These can be further divided into Directorates and Units. At the head of each department, there is a Directoral General who is responsible to the relevant Commissioner. The Commission employs approximately 32,000 people. These people come from all Member States and include policy officers, project assistants, translators, lawyers, researchers and secretaries. Once again, we can see how the structure of the Commission is similar to the structure of a national civil service. The Secretary-General of the European Commission is the most senior EU civil servant, placed in charge of the Directors-General and DGs, and answers to the President. For me, these two hours go to the heart of what the European Union has always meant. It is not only about parties and politics, rules or regulations, markets or currencies. It is ultimately, and above all else, about people and their aspirations, 
it is about people standing together for their liberty for their values simply for a better future it is the president that sets the policy direction for the commission under president ursula von der leyen the commissioners are divided into groups which deal with priorities of her commission the european green deal promoting our european way of life a europe fit for the digital age an economy that works for people a new push for european democracy and a stronger europe in the world an annual work program is published detailing what work has been done and what work will be done this work program shows how political priorities are realized into concrete actions so how is the european commission president chosen as detailed in the epp explainer on the european parliament a candidate for european commission president is put forward by the heads of state and government in the european council taking into account the result of the european parliament elections the candidate then needs the support of a majority of the MEPs in the parliament in order to be elected president. And the commissioners? The commission president selects their vice presidents and commissioners based on suggestions and candidates put forward by each national leader. In this way, the candidates are often, but not always, from the same political family as their national leader. This list of candidates must also be approved by the leaders in the European Council. Each candidate is proposed with a corresponding portfolio, such as trade or agriculture. They then have a hearing before the European Parliament. During this hearing, they present their vision and goals and answer questions put to them by the MEPs. The Parliament then votes on whether or not to accept the candidates as a team. When each candidate has passed their hearing and the Parliament votes favorably for the commissioner candidates, they must then be approved by the European Council by a qualified majority. The European Parliament is the only directly elected EU institution. But this shows how the leadership of the commission must be approved by both the elected representatives in the parliament and the elected heads of state and government in the European Council. What powers do the commissioners have? The commission follows the principle of collegiality. All commissioners have equal power and equal responsibility in the decision-making process. Decisions are made collectively by the college, which is responsible to the European Parliament for any decisions taken. Once a week, the college meets, usually every Wednesday morning in Brussels and during plenary weeks in Strasbourg on a Tuesday. Commissioners are required to participate in these weekly meetings. If necessary, the college may decide issues with a vote. If this happens, a majority of members of the college must vote in favour for it to be adopted. Each member of the college has one vote and their vote must be cast in person. The vice presidents behave as a deputy prime minister might in a national setting. They work and act on behalf of the president. They coordinate work in their policy areas with several commissioners. Commissioners support the vice presidents and president by submitting proposals to the college. Approved proposals then go to the responsible DG. Later, these are put before the commissioners to be adopted. And if successful, they are sent to the council and parliament and the next stages of the EU legislative process takes place. In what areas can the EU act? Well, this brings us into an area where things can get very confusing very quickly. To try keep it simple, the treaties set out what areas the EU has competences in, i.e. in what areas the EU can act and what areas are the remit of the member states only, such as the EU's exclusive competence in areas such as the customs union and trade policy. There are also competences for which the EU sets up an arrangement within which EU countries coordinate policy such as economic policy. Shared competences also exist between the EU and member states, in which the member states can act if the EU has chosen not to, such as in areas like transport. And finally, supporting competences. 
applicable in areas such as culture, education and tourism, in which the EU can support, coordinate or supplement EU countries' actions. Europe is first and foremost a union of people and shared values. We trust and must defend peace, democracy, tolerance, solidarity every day. And so, to summarise, the European Commission is the executive arm of the EU. It helps to shape overall EU strategy. Its role is to propose EU laws and policies, monitor implementation, manage the EU budget and EU funding programmes, and support international development and aid. Its role and the areas in which the European Commission can act are all set out in the treaties. The European Commission represents the European Union and, above all, the interests of European citizens. Thank you for listening to this EPP Explaining. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so as not to miss next week's episode on the European Council.